Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 14, chapter 167. Since Philip remained of the same mind, the fathers agreed to elect a new provost. As each gave his opinion, and each placed his vote in the ballot, Baronio, although he had already spoken, added, before the rest of the priests had given their vote, I can't endure the prospect of being elected provost general. He refused the task as something beyond his powers and said he would never accept it unless the method of election laid down in the constitutions of the congregation was observed. The priests must be free to vote for whomsoever they pleased. With all his heart, he entreated the cardinals who were present, as well as Philip himself, assuring them that if the Pope knew about our constitutions, he would not at all be displeased. He said all this, and much more to the same effect, and the priests who were present agreed with his opinion, deciding the matter should be referred to God in prayer. They decided to write to the fathers of the house in Naples to tell them about the election of a new provost and to ask their opinion. And having done all that, the meeting was adjourned. After thinking everything over in depth, much fervent prayer, and many masses offered for the intention, the fathers were summoned by the bell to meet again in one place on the 23rd of July being the day consecrated to the commemoration of blessed Apollinarius, bishop and martyr. Philip remained of the same mind. So they began the process of electing a new provost. Each father placed his vote in the urn. The votes were duly taken out and declared. And Baronio was returned provost with no dissenting vote other than Baronio's own. All were pleased with this, for they considered him very worthy to succeed our Holy Father. He governed the entire congregation to everyone's satisfaction for three years, performing the duties of his office with great ability and skill, despite the great responsibilities which distracted him. Once the three years had passed, when we would normally proceed to a new election, the fathers were in as full agreement to confirm in the office Baronio as they had previously been to elect him. But this had hardly happened before he was co-opted as a member of the College of Cardinals, along with Francesco Maria Terugi, Archbishop of Avignon, by our Holy Father, Pope Clement VIII, as we have already mentioned. When Baronio was created Cardinal, Angelo Velli became the second successor of Philip by unanimous consent 
in the year of the redemption of the world, 1596 in June. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, vessel of the Holy Ghost, child of Mary, apostle of Rome, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower, used to say that human beings are bad judges in their own case. Each of us is a bad judge in his or, own, his or her own case. What does that mean? It means that we're not very good at knowing ourselves, and we're not really that good at knowing what we're capable of. We tend to either overestimate ourselves or underestimate ourselves. And this is partly right. As St. Philip used to say, if God is giving you any gift or talent, pray that he'll keep it hidden even from yourself. Think for a moment about Baronio. Everyone in the congregation, including St. Philip, thought he would be a good superior. They thought he was the best man of all the available people to guide the congregation. But what did Baronio think? He thought he wasn't. And yet, once he was elected, he accepted. And this is very, very important. We can make whatever remarks we want. We can claim that we aren't able to do something, as far as we can tell. But when it becomes clear that God wants us to do something through his church, we have to have the humility to accept and submit our judgment to the will of God and pray that we'll do the job God wants us to do. And when we do things according to God's will with his help, we have the ability and skill we need to do what God wants us to do. And sometimes people wonder, why did St. Philip resign? Well, we saw yesterday that his official reason was that he didn't think he could keep up the office anymore. He was too old. Was St. Philip a bad judge in his own case? Possibly. But also realize something, that Philip was going to die in 1595. And he did not want the congregation, it seems, to at that point elect a superior. He didn't want the person who was taking over to have had no experience. Much better to have him have some experience while Philip was alive, that Philip could keep his eye on things, could just guide him a bit, and give that period with St. Philip still there. And that Philip could make sure that people were honoring the new superior the way they honored Philip. And quite possibly Philip had a certain prophetic knowledge that when he died, Baronia would not be allowed to be in the congregation for very long. 
As long as Philip was alive, he was able to keep his sons from being named cardinals. He was able to keep himself from being named a cardinal. But once he died, the Pope made swift work and made Baronio and Teruji cardinals. And so sometimes God gives wisdom to his saints. And God has timetable for things. And we have to have humility. We think we're not able to do something. We put forward our arguments. But in the end, we have to accept the Lord's will. We have to accept his timetable. And we know that whatever God asks of us, big or small, he will give us the grace to do it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.